Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the first Mental Health Monday of Mental Health Awareness Month, and may the 4th be with you if you're listening to this outside of May 4th. That joke in that reference is completely gone. But I brought on today J-Matt. Remember J-Matt? Hi, J-Matt. Hey, how's it going? It's going so good. It's weird because I don't get to see you anymore. Um, I know. You were, well, you, even during Corona time, we wouldn't have seen each other. I know. Well, J. Matt, you are a good friend of mine. You obviously worked at Kiss FM, and you were one of the layoffs due to the COVID nineteen economic impacts. And you're one of the people that's been put out of work during this pandemic. And I, I wanted to catch up with you and see how you've been, where your headspace has been. I saw you got a, a new method of therapy that I wanted to talk about. I'm fascinated about that BetterHelp app that you've been using, wondering if how it is and how you've been dealing. So first of all, how have you been dealing? It's what has it been like a, almost a month now since you've been let go and out of it, work full time? It has, it has been just over, <clears throat> excuse me, just over a month because uh, April 2nd is when it all went down. Uh, it's interesting because I would say mid-March, I was thinking, oh man, I'm, I'm finally saving money. I'm going to pay off my student loan debt and be out of that within a couple months. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, ooh, this whole coronavirus thing is kind of picking up steam. Maybe I should just be cautious and start saving money. And I'm glad I did because, oh man, my spending habits were a little little out of control. So it's, it's a weird moment for me, the last month of not spending money, saving money, being very cautious and just letting myself feel how I feel in the moment and just taking every day one day at a time. So it's it's almost kind of like a, a reset or an evolution in a sense yeah. uh, of who I was a month ago to where I am now. And granted, I'd love to have a job, but at the same time, it's a terrible time to have to find a job because there aren't that many uh, places looking and those that were looking are kind of on hiring freezes. So you kind of have to be patient and wait it out. Did you feel like you had to go through almost like a grieving process when you lost the job? Yeah, I mean, for those that know me, they know that uh, working for Kiss FM was essentially a dream job for me. I grew up in Brookfield listening to Kiss FM. It was the station that I like to listen to, my friends listen to, and then to fast forward like 10, 15 years later, be on that station, not another top 40 station, not another local station, but that station yeah. and having a huge role in it. Uh, it was a little devastating to lose that only after 18 months of having it. Um, so I think the first couple days were rough. Then I rebounded really fast, probably too fast. And then about two weeks after the initial let go, uh, it hit me again. So I would say, what are the seven stages of denial or whatever? I, I'm very sure that I went through all of them. Seven stages of grief? Grief, thank you. <laughs> denial is one of the stages. Yeah, yeah it is. Shock, denial, anger, um, bargaining, depression, acceptance, yeah. and I would this. say I I'm missing one. Yeah, there's a couple. I, I would say I would say <laughs> I've accepted the outcome of what's going on and that there's likely no return, but 
I would say I am depressed overall because of it's just such a unique time. We're in a pandemic. The ways I'd normally cope with depression is going out and seeing people. Well, I can't go out right now, but I can talk to people. I can do video chats. It's not the same, but I'm not a hugger. So in that sense of, oh, I just want to hug someone. I see those memes all the time. It's like, I didn't want to hug you before. I don't want to hug right. you now. <laughs> so, it's actually a good thing for you. Yeah, this is great. You. Right. Not even. Yeah. And and when we start going back into it, people are still going to be in the social distancing role of like, can't hug yet. But believe me, I want to like, yeah, we do. But I don't. (laughs) I didn't want to hug you before this. Now I don't want to hug you after this. No No offense. No offense. (laughs) Total offense. So what Mm -hmm. if you so you've obviously we're all isolated now and that's what you use as your coping mechanisms. What else have you been using to stay positive and keeping yourself out of those really dark times? Or when you feel like you're in the dark times, what do you do to pull yourself out being isolated now? What? What have you been doing? Well, I would say up until like a week ago, before I knew what I know now, and I'll tell you that in a second. um, For me, uh, as a creative person, I thought it was very important to make sure I created daily, if for no other reason than just to give me something to do, but it also helps give me some creative outlet. So with the 22 push-up challenge, I haven't stopped that. I've tried to get creative as to where I do the push-ups. And for those that don't know, the 22 push-up challenge is for the 22 combat veterans that die by suicide each and every day. So every day I do 22 push-ups in their honor and the symbolism and whatnot. How many Um, days have you been doing it, by the way? Over a thousand now. Yeah, I think the last I checked, it was day 1,215. Don't quote me, but it's right around there. All right. I kind of lose track. I, I write them down on a note and update it every day because I won't I would never remember what day I was on yeah um so that that's one way just continuing to do the push-ups and then I've really gotten into TikTok lately uh I'm well aware that a lot of people view creating content on TikTok to be cringeworthy I get it but it's just a way to stay on top of the trends and being creative and and really when at the core of TikTok it's video editing skills yeah. There's tons of people that'll put stuff on that doesn't take any editing skills, but there's enough uh, video transitions and the cool trends that are going on that cause you to get creative and put out products that you might not have otherwise tried. And you never know where you can use some of those skills on future projects off of TikTok. And it's pretty mindless too. You just go yeah. in there. You can kind of, if you can escape from an hour of your life and go on totally. TikTok. And it doesn't have, I think people find it cringeworthy when they see just people doing dances or lip syncing things. But I think if you find other ways to use it and utilize it and get creative with it, it can almost be like a way of journaling, kind of in a way. And I will say some of the more cringeworthy things you see on there aren't cringeworthy unless you know the person. True. You're cringing for them or uh, the thought of someone you know seeing you is cringeworthy. But if it's a bunch of strangers, who really cares? Exactly. So, and you said, you mentioned something earlier about knowing what you know now. You alluded to something. Yeah. So, that? yeah, I'm on the app called BetterHelp and it's, it's virtual therapy and they match you with a therapist and I don't know if they always match you with someone in your area or not. Luckily, like I looked up my person and my person's in Delafield. So I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Uh, I would never be able to go out to Delafield, but I could get a good therapist that matches my needs and still meet with them for an hour a week. And during my therapy session Tuesday night, um, she like, listen, we, we went through a lot of stuff, but one thing she pointed out, she's like, all right, one of your homework assignments is going to be writing out a list of things that you enjoy activities that you enjoy that you can do during quarantine. Uh, 
So prior to that list, it was just creating content all the time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to write three things on this list, right? And as I started writing things out, I found out that I had way more things than I thought I could do from home during quarantine. My list is like, gosh, I don't even know, 20 plus things. So I've literally written it on a whiteboard. It's nice and big in my apartment. So any day that I'm getting up and I'm just like, I don't really want to get out of bed today. What can I do? What's going to start my mode of productivity? Even if it's just getting out of bed and going into the living room, what's going to get me out of bed today? And I look at that list and it's like, okay, I could probably do turn the music on. Oh yeah, maybe I'll take a shower today and uh, I'll make a TikTok or something. I basically map out three things that I can do right away. And then once I start getting into my rhythm, then I'm able to add other things should I want to, or at least just be happy I got out of bed. Well, plus you get yourself on a roll and you have something to look forward to, which is what a lot of us are missing these days is something to look forward to. And I think you do little things like that. You can also celebrate little accomplishments. So you've actually done things instead of feeling worthless. Like I just sat around. I didn't get up until noon today. You can say, you know what? Today I turned on some music. I did a little bit of picking up. I created some content on the internet. I did some, maybe you did some journaling or something like that. Celebrating those little victories kind of helps you you know, keep, keep yourself motivated. So this better help app that you're, that you're using, I'm curious about that. Cause a lot of people being isolated, they can't go and see their therapist in real life, or maybe right. they're just now starting to realize they've got some anxiety issues or they're dealing with some depression. And they're like, I probably should see somebody, but I can't go see a therapist. I guess I should just deal with it. It's cool to know that there's an app like better help. There's one called Talkspace that's out there. Uh, there's other mindfulness apps that they have. I mean, you could just Google them. There's a plethora of them out there for you know dealing with your own mental health and being mindful of your your well-being because i think if we don't take care of our mental health now that i i really feel and i i'm pretty much convinced that the next global pandemic is going to be a mental health pandemic of anxiety and depression if people aren't taking care of it now so better help yeah you found it is it affordable is it easy to use is it user-friendly was there a waiting period what kind of a review would you give to that app just personally? Yeah, personally, I really enjoy it. It's still early on in the sense of like getting the most out of it and really seeing what it is. Um, if you go to their Instagram account right now, they're running a deal where you can get two weeks for free if you sign up through the link on their page, just as an FYI. Um, but for me, having done therapy before all of this, uh, I knew what the rates were. And the therapist that I found that spent specialized in what I wanted to see him for, um, he was $150 per session. Now, if you had health care or health insurance, um, that brought your out-of-pocket so, out 70 bucks, and then the rest of it was covered. Now, that's always going to depend on what your health insurance provides, but mine provided that. So for me, I was like, oh man, $70 per visit. I was only seeing the guy once a month because honestly, I couldn't afford any more. And I wasn't really struggling pre- coronavirus. Um, so I was like in this mode, okay, once a month is fine just to check in, build a rapport with the guy. And then when I need him, I can always pick it up if I need to. So then when I lost my job, I actually had a therapy session for him that weekend and I had to cancel. I was like, Hey, I, I definitely can't afford 150 now. So I'm just going to come back to you if I come back to you and play it by ear. So then better help I had recommended through a friend and I look on that and it is normally outside of the pandemic is $65 per week. During the pandemic right now, it's $45 a week. So 
at the current rate and they make you pay a month at a time, a month out. So you, it's $180 for a month, which would have usually, was it, is it 180? Is that how math works? Dude, I don't <laughs> even know. I like said it out loud. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know well either. Say that again. 180, 180, right? That should be the number. 45 a session times right. four sessions. It's 180. Yeah, you're there right. There we go. Right so it's it. slight. It's slightly more <laughs> than what I would. For some reason, my mind said it was the same as one session, but it's slightly more. But it's not that big of a deal considering how affordable it is. Yeah. And in that week that you have that you've paid, you you get matched with your therapist, and then you get to have that initial conversation where you talk back and forth via just text messages on the app. Yeah. And. After you get through those messages, you can then schedule an appointment with your person. You, that p- appointment can be a video um, session. It could be a phone call or it could just be like, hey, we're just going to message e- each other back and forth for an hour. And it really just depends on your preference. Um, the therapist that I met with, I did a video session and we're going to do it once a week for 45 minutes to an hour. And it doesn't change the rate for um, what I do with her. It's just $45 flat rate. And she told me uh, there's other people that are uncomfortable going on video that will just do the messages back and forth for the entire week. And it'll be little check-ins here and little progressions here and people that are kind of like, oh, this situation just happened and I'm stressed about it. Can you talk me down the ledge and all that sort of thing? So it really comes down to how you prefer your therapy to operate in a virtual setting. That's awesome. It's almost like a buffet of therapy as well. Yeah. So like my therapist already texted me yesterday via the app and she was just like, hey, I just wanted to check in and see how you were doing this week. And I was like, I literally never had a therapist in my past and I've had good therapists in my opinion. Yeah. Never reach out to me between sessions and kind of say, hey, just checking in. How are you doing? That's never happened. I think that's great. She's being proactive about your mental health and she's probably yep. got reminders for that as well. I'm, I'm assuming the app is probably helpful for them on the other side, being mm-hmm. able to keep up and keep, ta- keep track with notes and everything. Did you find it frustrating having to go through the process of finding someone new, knowing that you built a rapport with your therapist previously? No, I mean, if I was being honest, I wasn't a huge fan of my previous therapist. He was very convenient and he was very local. Like I only, I only had to walk like two or three blocks for him and his insights weren't groundbreaking by any means, but it was good to talk to a professional. Um, and I would have probably continued to see him. And this person is just different, giving me a different form of perspective that I hadn't considered before. So it was, it's definitely, I think a good thing that's happened. And honestly, for those that have looked in person for therapy, it can be stressful because, all right, I need somebody that specializes in X, Y, and Z. Now I need to call and make sure he's taking new clients, which the website says he is, but then you call and they're like, oh, he doesn't have any availability for you. It's a frustrating process and it can take quite a long time to do when you're onboarding yourself with uh, new in, like uh, administrative people and it's it's a bit of a hassle. Whereas BetterHelp was nice in the sense that you filled out a questionnaire. It kind of gave you a, a tentative diagnosis, if you will. Mine came out with mild depression and then it kind of matches you based on the questionnaire you filled out and it does all the work for you. And if you don't like the therapist you get matched with, it gives you other recommendations at the same time saying you might be interested in these three people. Here's what they specialize in and a little bit of a makeup of who they are. So if I'm meeting with this person and down the road, I just don't agree with them or don't want to keep seeing them. I can go through the app, cancel it, and then pick a new person. It seems pretty easy. That seems like the way therapy should be. It should be that easy. 
It shouldn't yeah. be the, the jumping through hoops and everything. So you're a very social dude. Um, yeah. You love hanging out with people. You're always out bouncing around. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, what do you, where do you see in your, in your mind, where do you see things shifting socially once we get past the, this pandemic? Or what do you think the new normal will be of being social? I think it's kind of already shifted. There's been a lot of people like Amawaki does a virtual happy hour on Thursdays. They are inviting people ways to connect while they don't have to leave the home. So I think that's going to be more of a conscious effort saying, okay, how do we include people uh, in our at-person event, but allow them to stay home if they're uncomfortable coming out, at least in the initial couple months when we're getting back to normal. And plus, I think event planners aren't going to want more than 20 people at their event if there are smaller events or more than 50 people, if you will. So they have to be a little bit conscientious of that. And if you're going to an event and let's say it is packed, are you going to be a little bit hesitant to go around and shake hands, elbow bumps? And even if you are doing the social distancing, you're going to be like, I think I'm going to head out. Or maybe you'll go for a little and leave early. It's going to shift the dynamic of events. It'll eventually rebound, but I think we aren't going to see that rebound really until 2021. Yeah. It's so different now. It's I, I can't imagine like concerts and shopping malls, movie theaters, all I that stuff. I just had a notification yesterday of a concert I was going to go to the rave. I was going to see Kezo and I was like, yeah, that was going to be a great EDM show. And well, yeah. that's that's out the window. And it's it's not so much like the concerts that are being shifted. It's the things you put on your calendar that are finally coming up and you were excited months out and you're finally seeing that you had completely forgotten about that you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have have done that before. I look at my calendar. Oh, I got something this weekend. Oh, wait, that was pre-corona, and I have to delete that now. Mm -hmm. That's just not as fun. I almost want to go forward and delete stuff, but at the same time, I was like, well, maybe maybe it'll still happen. (laughs) That wishful thinking that we all have. I think we all do have it. Um, Any other parting tips you would have for people that are struggling right now? Because you're obviously in one of the groups of people that I think would be struggling more, but you uh, seem to be flourishing, at least on the outside, but you're also very transparent about your mental health. So what would you say to people that are kind of holding it in, maybe not accepting that they're dealing with something right now? Yeah. Would you tell someone like that? I mean, I'm not 100% good every day. Uh, I have my ups and my downs. And even though we are talking about it right now on this podcast, very openly about it, doesn't mean everybody has to be open about their struggles. You can confide, confide in your best friend, your parent, your um, sibling, your spouse, uh, a friend that you don't see that often, but you really trust. Find at least one support system in your life that you can confide in. And if you're like, well, I've got so much drama in my life, I, I can't give, give them at all. Fine. Dip a toe in. Kind of say, hey, I've been feeling down lately. You don't have to say, hey, I'm depressed. You can kind of see how your friends or family or your support person will react. And hopefully the person in your life that you choose to share with is somebody that responds well to it. And remember, not everybody knows mental health. So if you confide in someone and they don't give you the best reaction, try to tell them what would be helpful to you so that they can learn too. Because not everybody is a pro. Not everybody is an advocate. People are learning how to react and how to respond to people that 
are struggling too. So just yeah. be patient. Listening, listening without judging is a big thing. If somebody if on the flip side of this, if somebody comes to you and you're not a mental health advocate or you're not a, a professional, you don't know a lot about it, just listen to somebody. Because a lot yep. of times that's all somebody needs is just to get something out. Uh, that happened with me a couple a week ago. I was really irritable. I was like, little things were setting me off. I was snapping on my wife when I would come home from work, and I was just shutting myself in the basement, and I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I was getting just pissed off at the world, and I was like, "This this is the the end of everything. This sucks." And I was realizing that I was going through yeah. like a big bout of anxiety with uh, with some depression as well and I was like it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be in my mind right now but I was able to go up and talk to my wife who I'm lucky to have somebody that I can live with and confide in and kind of tell her what I was going through and just by doing that and being open and flushing it out I didn't really have to say it's anxiety or depression I just had to talk about what I was going through and just getting it out in the open made me feel so much better and I think anybody can anybody can do that and you're right and just finding that one person that you can call that you can confide in that you can check in with mm-hmm. and uh you know, let them know how you're feeling. It doesn't have to be super, super professional. I'm suffering from a mild anxiety disorder. Right, exactly. It could, it could just be, I'm just uneasy about things right now, and that's okay. I think we're all a little not okay, and that's okay, too. Just uh, being mindful of it and being proactive about it so it doesn't get bad down the road. So I'm glad that you, you sound like you're in a good place today. It's hey, yourself. today's it, a good day. One day at a time. Yep, as we do. And you're starting a new segment called Self-Care Sundays, which you'll be doing which is awesome i think that's very cool so since this is out on monday may 4th the first episode was yesterday and then i've got another episode coming up this saturday i know it says sundays but mother's day is may 10th so uh, i'm actually gonna have you come on and we're gonna talk about afsp and suicide awareness and prevention and all that sort of thing on my uh, facebook page at jmatmk that sounds good man well uh, keep your head up keep moving i i want to come downtown and have a social distant drink like in front of your house with you I, got hey, I hope I hope we can do that. Warm weather ahead. Yeah, you'd bring a collectible chair. I'm actually going to order on Amazon some sort of uh, lawn chair or something because I have a stoop. I'm like, ah, I would love to sit out there, but I'm not going to sit on the cement for hours on end. Yeah, you didn't get yeah. one of those for cheap on Amazon. It's I good. feel like it. Got it. <laughs> nice, Jay Matt. Um, thanks so much for talking. Let's keep in touch. Keep reaching out. Keep taking care of yourself. And um, how can people find you now? Anywhere you are on social media, you just uh, look me up at jmatmke, so J-M-A-T-T-M-K-E. Nice, dude. Take care of yourself and uh, stay strong, stay positive. And thanks for coming on uh, Mental Health Monday. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month, buddy. Yeah, you as well.